Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. This is Friday, the fifth day of May, and the year of our Lord, 2023. I will be talking today about the recent firing of Tucker Carlson from his program at Fox News, as well as the announcement of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. that he would be a candidate for the Democrat nomination for president of the United States in 2024. Is there a connection? Do they have anything in common? There is a thread that runs between the two of them, although they appear to be on the opposite sides of the political spectrum. Tucker was fired because he had the audacity to present the big topics to the American people. The topics he presented will define the American future, but they are simply not permitted to be discussed by the American media. There are other supposed reasons coming from Fox News, but I believe that's the real reason. The two men seem to have developed an interest in some of the same topics, such as war, civil liberties, artificial intelligence, and other emerging sciences, the COVID and especially the vaccine controversy, corporate power, the merger of corporate and government power. Tucker's firing was a shock because he was by far the Fox Network's biggest star, biggest draw with an average viewership of 3.7 million people per episode. He was also close to Donald Trump and able to interview him on his show from time to time. Getting rid of him is sure to anger Trump supporters, which presumably is the base of Fox viewership. Why then would business people do something that was anti-business and sure to lose ratings and lose money for their company? Why then was he fired? The answer is simple and obvious. He raised issues and gave voice to people you aren't allowed to mention. For example, he interviewed RFK, he said he had information from an inside source that told him the CIA was involved in the assassination of President Kennedy. When you take on the CIA, you're playing with fire, placing yourself literally and figuratively in the crosshairs. He has the CIA in common with RFK, who is no friend of that organization. In his book, RFK says that a CIA assassin fired a bullet into his father's head. In his speech announcing his candidacy, he told the story of how the CIA lied to his uncle about the Bay of Pigs, how the president said he was going to break that organization into a thousand pieces and scatter them to the four winds. The word is obviously out to the national media to give RFK what Deputy Barney Fife of the old Andy Griffith show used to call the big freeze. In other words, He's persona non grata. He should never be mentioned in public. He is a non-entity or one who does not exist. The trouble with that position is that he actually does exist. And Tucker had him on his show after his announcement to this day. Tucker is the only one to have interviewed him or acknowledged him in any way as far as I can tell. That is even though RFK is a Kennedy, which is about as close to Democrat loyalty as it gets. One might think that his announcement would at least be acknowledged, but no, the media and the Democrat Party serve a different master today than it did in 1963 and 68. Soon after his announcement, I heard one of the talking heads on MSNBC say that lunatic anti-vaxxer Robert Kennedy Jr. had announced that he was seeking the nomination. That is the tactic then to just denigrate and malign him. If he is mentioned at all, the idea is that if the defamation is mentioned often enough, people will start to accept it internally as fact. 
RFK, probably best known for his attacks on the COVID vaccines, and although his work and his book, The Real Anthony Fauci, have been proven correct, he cannot be forgiven for trying to overturn the war against humanity currently being waged by the global ruling elite who hate him. They hate all truth-tellers. In fact, I don't know who they don't hate, who they don't, they don't want to die. Perhaps their billionaire friends and their toadies. RFK attacks the world system under which humanity labors. He points out that the mega corporations and the government have become basically one. I add to his words that this corporate government merger was invented by Benito Mussolini and was then known as fascism. The central point of RFK's campaign is that the corporate government merger and the financial distress that is caused at home, coupled with imperialism abroad, has destroyed the middle class and driven that section into poverty. Imperialism abroad will not support a middle class at home and is, in effect, war on the poor as well as on the enemies abroad. He is going to be difficult. RFK, that is. He's going to be difficult for the Democrat Party to suppress and to ignore because of his message. He will not appeal to the crazies who demand that we believe the impossible, but to all those poor people out there in this country, if they hear him, they will like his message. So Tucker puts RFK's message on the most widely viewed segment in television. That's just not acceptable. Tucker shared many of his views, such as vaccine skepticism. That's also unacceptable because one either buys the lies hook and sinker or he is a lunatic anti-vaxxer. Tucker often spoke about the interest of big pharma, how it seems to have an interest in killing us. RFK litigated against big pharma for many years as a trial lawyer, so have that in common. Tucker had to go. These new email allegations about what he said in his private emails are not unexpected. If that doesn't work to discredit him, then some woman will probably come forward to say he raped her when he was a teenager. I'm not trying to make the case that Tucker was fired because of his interview with RFK, but I am saying it was one of a long chain of events. Truth is what got him fired. Because truth is the enemy to corporate media and to government alike. Truth must be expelled from our minds. I suppose the most unforgivable thing Tucker did was to point out on the air that the various national news channels took hundreds of millions of dollars from big pharma companies and then shilled for their products on the air. While doing that, they led a campaign to malign and defame anyone who was skeptical of those products. That happened across American media but Tucker pointed it out. Who in public life is telling the truth in this country anymore if virtually everything we see, read, hear is lies at best, propaganda at worst? Who can be believed? One man in public life has been proven to have been telling the truth about the COVID vaccine. Bobby Kennedy doesn't seem to be a man who's easily intimidated. He knew early in the pandemic that the vaccines were not effective and not safe, and he said so in a very public way. He doesn't go the way that I've gone. That is, that the vaccines are a war by the global ruling elite on humanity. But he does very well at truth-telling. Science has since proven RFK to be unequivocally right about the vaccines and the lockdowns. Tucker allowed RFK's views to be heard by the largest audience in TV news. That was just too much for the corporate owners. Uh, Fox and the owners of the rest of the world. Kennedy was therefore not rewarded for telling the truth 
and warning people of the danger. He was maligned. He was vilified. He was called a Nazi and a lunatic. He was attacked. His family was attacked and said, he said in his speech that he lost his close friends. His political party saw him as an outcast. He was not intimidated, though. He kept on. I'm very happy to have this man out there telling the truth no matter what it costs him. Tucker allowed him to air his views to the public. That could not be tolerated, even though Tucker was Fox's biggest star and an obvious moneymaker. He was fired. Fox apparently cares more about pleasing the regime and being a faithful servant of the global ruling elite than it does about money. Tucker would not stop crossing the establishment's red lines. He had to be sacrificed and made an example of. I would have been more surprised if no scandal had followed him away from Fox because these people are just that evil. They have to fire him and dirty him at the same time, but I think he can see their scandal mudslinging as a badge of honor. <clears throat> the Dominion lawsuit settlement has been mentioned as partially Tucker's fault will not hold water either. BlackRock Incorporated owns 15.1% of Fox. That's a significant amount of a publicly traded company and gives that stockholder significant clout. Tucker's been very critical of BlackRock for their involvement in the Ukraine war and for other reasons. BlackRock also, by a strange coincidence, has positions in Big Pharma. It's one of the three largest shareholders of Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson and Merck. In his interview with Tucker, RFK called these companies vaccines deadly and worthless. BlackRock is also a significant shareholder in Dominion. So, in effect, BlackRock was suing BlackRock and also settling the lawsuit at the same time. What's all that incestual relationship about, folks? It's about corruption or in the world they live in, just business as usual. Tucker will be all right in time since he is technically still under contract with Fox until after the 2024 election, but he has been offered more than $100 million by at least one other network. What about Bobby Kennedy? Can he be heard anywhere else? If he is heard from, the people will have to hear him, despite the media rather than from it. The polls reflect it might just be happening. The last poll I saw, show, uh, I saw him had 19% of the vote. That amount might be enough, especially if it continues growing, to get him in the primary debate. Support for him seems to be growing. I'll wager that has the Democrat Party very nervous. I'll tell you why they are upset and why they will have to find something else if the big freeze doesn't work. He's going to remove America from the $1.5 trillion per year empire business, a vote. For Bobby Kennedy, is a vote to end the empire. It's a vote to bring the troops home to close a lot of foreign bases. A vote for Kennedy is a vote to repair and rebuild the infrastructure of America. Most importantly, it's a vote to rebuild the middle class. You can see why the elite are so afraid of him, so anxious to malign him at any opportunity. The empire is very expensive with a lot of corrupt graft, which allows the grifters and corporations in the military to profit from the blood of Americans and foreigners alike. He has turned away from the prevailing orthodox views of both the Democrat and Republican parties, so he doesn't carry the support of either. The empire knows you get what you pay for. The government must print money. It is borrowed to pay for it all. We get ships, planes, tanks, and the like instead of houses, cars, gas, and food. Why? 
because all that federal money flowing through the system makes prices rise and the middle class fall. RFK is the first candidate to propose putting a stop to it. He opposes the deep state empire and the corporate-captured government that supports it. Finally, folks, I'm not saying that Bobby Kennedy or even Tucker Carlson have views totally in line with the Constitution Party platform in every respect, but they are right about some of the most vital issues that confront this nation, and for that I thank them. I'm grateful to them. At least that's the way I see it. Until next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.